A house is made of wood and stone, but only love can make a home. Welcome to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, helping you make your home into one you'll love even more. On News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Well, good morning, everybody. Happy Saturday, Haley. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday, Dan. Yeah, I sounded a little depressed on that, I thought. I didn't sound like my normal chipper exciting. Yeah, I'm actually surprised that you're still going. I thought for sure you were going to say, nope. Stop, start over. Do it again. Let's do that one again. Yeah, see, we record the show, so we have that freedom. (laughs) If we don't like, yeah, think about that for a minute. Yeah. What airs is what we've decided was the best. (laughs) We really need to do just a full video of what it actually looks like because it will look ridiculous. It does. We will look like crazy people. <laughs> I know. Every time we have guests here and we interview them, they start the conversation by saying, I'm so nervous to be on the air with you guys because you're so professional. And then by the end, they've realized all the stuff we do <laughs> to make the sausage, let's say. Yeah. And yeah, they realize they're the professional. <laughs> and we're just hacks. Anyway. Happy Saturday to everybody out there, yes. right? Let's let's stamp that with my approval. Now, we've got a ton of stuff to cover this whole show, and in this segment, I'm going to give you a quick spin on what's coming up. We're going to be, end of the show, last segment, giving away a gift certificate to RepcoLite, and you're going to have the opportunity, the winner will win a second gift certificate that they get to give to a friend. Yeah. So, really Pretty fun. Cool. You're going to have the opportunity to be the hero And that's all coming up at the end. We'll also be talking about how I'm a hypocrite. Can't wait for this last segment. Haley is very excited for that one. And we'll also be talking about choosing exterior colors. We've got some rules of thumb that will help you if you've got a big project coming up. And we know that's daunting. Yes, it's intimidating, but it can work. Yeah, and we can help you get there. Right now, we want to talk about saving money because I love saving money. You do. I will forego a lot of things. This is one of your favorite superpowers, I oh, think. Oh, well, I don't even know if it's a superpower, but man, I can I ignore... I cheap is a superpower. Yeah. Toilet paper? <laughs> Who needs that? That's seven bucks for that. Like, think what we're going to save, guys. Just get a bidet. Stretch it. Make it work. <laughs> no, I love saving money, but groceries has been very tough. I mean, everything is ramping up. We all know it. I don't need to say it. But we do have a few ideas that might help you, and... These are things that are working for us. Yes. And so you might have and probably do have better ideas. We'd certainly love to hear them. Radio at RepcoLite.com. We're going to do a bigger segment coming up in a few weeks where we really dig into this. And test a few things. Yeah. This is just kind of a, a quick overview. But Haley, when it comes to saving money at the grocery store, what's the best thing you found to help you? Meal planning is a big thing on my list. I just try to sit down and plan exactly what each night's meal is going to be, you know, get the ingredients together, and that's my grocery list. And then Sunday, I usually have a meal prep day because having a meal plan is great, but I've actually got to make the meals and stick to that plan or else I'm throwing money away because now food's going bad in my fridge or I'm eating out because I don't feel like making the thing. Absolutely. And so, yeah, having this meal prep day where I can just make a lot of the ingredients ahead of time saves me from, you know, going off the rails and spending more money. Absolutely. I completely get that. I'm on board with that. I don't do the meal prep day because I'm old school, Haley. I was raised by people who were raised by farmers. And so we know how to work. (laughs) (laughs) So we come home and it doesn't matter how tired we are. Suffer. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The suffering is embraced. But yes, I completely get that. It is very easy when you're exhausted and tired to 
go out to eat. Right. And right off the bat, right there, you've thrown a ton of money away right. or you waste food. Exactly. But yes, making the list has been so helpful to me, really has pared down on everything that I buy. The other thing that has really helped me is ordering online. 100%. And then picking up without putting a foot into the store. Absolutely. I cannot tell you. I bet you I save $30 a week by not buying all these little weird impulse things that I would buy yes. when I would wander through the store. Right, because when you're shopping online, you're just looking for the things that are on your list. You type it in, there's a thing, you click it, it's added to the list. You're not looking at all of the millions of things that you could buy. Nope, it has been so helpful. I do it once a week, and I don't enjoy making that list, but I think between making the list, placing the order, and picking it up, I spend probably, I bet, 40 minutes max getting groceries every week. And well, and time is money, too. I'm saving time. I'm saving money. It's really a great way to go. Another thing, last thing that I've got is I avoid buying in bulk. I know everybody says buy in bulk, save big money. Whenever I buy in bulk, the kids eat in bulk. <laughs> and yes. so I bought a bunch of granola bars, <laughs> but they're still all gone at the same time. Anyway, yeah. I wish we had more time. We don't. If you've got great ideas for saving money on your grocery bill, we'd love to hear them and we'd love to share them. So email us at radio at repcolite.com. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to turn our eyes towards the exterior paint projects and help you figure out how to pull a color scheme together. Yes. That's all just ahead. Stay tuned. Helping you turn your house into your dream home. This is the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, presented by Benjamin Moore on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. And we're back, and let's talk about some curb appeal stuff. We started with a big list of projects last week. Yes, a to do list. <laughs> yeah, to do list. It was just kind of meant as a checklist to walk around the house and gauge whether these are things that maybe you should look into for your home, or maybe they're things you've got covered. And we promised that we dig into a few more of those projects more specifically this week. And we want to do that, but we're going to do it a little bit differently. Rather than jump into, I guess, a specific project, we're going to talk about color and trying yeah. to pick colors for the exterior. I know that's one of the biggest struggles people have. It's I mean, huge. Picking colors for the interior can be really tough. You know, you're trying to do a room and which color is going to be the best in my mm -hmm. lighting and all of that. Well, take that outside on a big surface, a lot of different colors sometimes. And your neighbors can see. <laughs> neighbors can see it. The lighting is really different than what you're dealing with inside. Right. It gets very complicated. It gets very scary. Yes. And I think it's very stressful for people. And that's always anxiety when they're coming into the store. Yeah. And there are definitely some rules of thumb to follow. We're going to break this up. We've really got a feeling this is going to be two segments worth. Yes. So we're going to take this segment and talk about some basic rules of thumb when it comes to choosing colors for the exterior of your home. And then in the next segment, we're going to take those ideas and make them very specific for certain areas of the home to show you how to apply them in your situation and get you going. We're not going to have color recommendations specifically for you. We're going to teach you how to fish, not just yes. give you a fish. Yes, exactly. So, Haley, let's start with some, I guess, general color tips is your first so main point. So the first thing to understand about color when you're looking at an exterior is that colors are going to look two to three shades lighter on the exterior as opposed to when you're looking at them inside. So let's say you're in the store, you really like this color. Imagine that color being two to three shades lighter. That's what it'll do when you get it on the exterior because one, you've got all of this natural light 
and the more light that a surface is reflecting, the lighter that color looks to our eyes. The other reason that's happening is because it's a larger surface. And the more surface area, the more light it's reflecting. So again, making the color look lighter. So I'm looking at the chip. I'm looking at maybe the fourth or fifth gradation down. Sure. You're saying I should go up three and realize that's probably what it's going to look like. Exactly. On the outside of the house. Yep. So are you saying I need to go down the other direction a you fair need amount? to compensate, right. So if you like this blue that's right in the middle of the color swatch, you know, maybe there's three or four on that specific swatch that we have in the store. Choose, choose black. The one that's that will look blue it. outside. <laughs> if you like the middle yellow, choose black and it will look like the middle yellow. Just paint everything black. And it'll look <laughs> like whatever color you want it to be. So you're saying on the chip, move away, move down a little bit. Exactly. Okay. Now so, you probably need to do that with some caveats, I would think, right? I mean, certain colors that could push you in the wrong direction, possibly. Well, I think you've got to consider that not every color family is familial, actually. Um, for example, color swatches in the historic collection, which I recommend we'll talk about that later, but those colors are not specific tints and shades of a single hue. So it's not as simple as just moving up or down on a single swatch. It has to be a little bit more thoughtful, and that's really why we have people in the store to help you with that right, process. Right, that's, I guess, what I was wondering about, because sometimes that works just fine. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you end up, you know, we always talk about undertones of colors. Yes. And how you can not see it at the very top of the chip, the lightest colors, sure. but you can see those undertones really come out as you work your way down. That can happen, and that can steer you in a slightly different direction than you mean to go. But it's a really good rule of thumb, kind of a general rule of thumb, I guess I'd exactly. say, that would get you started. I think the biggest takeaway from all of that is just realizing how much lighter these colors are going to look outside. Well, and apply that to whites as well. I think that people you know, really love the idea of a white house right now. It's very popular with kind of like the farmhouse feel and, you know, doing black window sashes or whatever that is. But having a white exterior, while it's great, you have to be very careful still in choosing that specific white. Because if you go for the brightest white, you know, something that looks like the color of a piece of paper potentially, you know, just pure white, it's going to look still two or three shades lighter on the exterior. And you can imagine how bright that starts to really look. Yes. So you really need to go to an off-white when you're looking to paint your house white. Right. And I think another interesting thing right along those lines, and I'm sure other people are figuring this out too, but I've had plenty of people who've picked an off-white and they're literally thinking they're going to see that creamy tone right. play out in the house. And it really doesn't, you know, until like snow comes. That's when usually you can see a little bit, okay, the white that I chose isn't off-white. It's not straight white. So you have a comparison You've got something to now. compare it against. But without the snow there, it's going to look white. You're exactly. not going to see that soft white hue that yeah, you, know, you might you be really thinking. Yeah, if you really want to see a soft white hue, you've got to push it even further. I mean, now you're edging in on what you might consider um, a light beige, actually. So you really have to carry that rule of thumb of going a little bit darker than you think you want into whites as well. It's not just for, you know, blues and grays and greens and things like that. You also have to apply this to white. All right. So that's the first point, that the color is going to look a lot lighter on the home than it does on the color chip. Now, for the second point, I know that you've got an interesting tactic 
that you use when yeah. helping people find colors. And it's to start with smaller collections like Benjamin Moore's historic colors exactly. rather than the 3,000 colors that you see on the shelves. Yeah, you just mentioned the historic collection. That's one of my favorite go-tos really for any project, but especially for exteriors. And those colors are actually taken from historic landmarks and homes in America. You can get the Dan Hansen collection, right? That's what we're talking about. <laughs> All my favorite colors. We should do that. Beige, dark beige, light beige, (laughs) beige, beige. No, it's not me, but it is historic. So all kinds of different colors, right? But narrowed. Yes, exactly. You've got a wide variety still. You know, you proven colors that work great outside. Yellows, orange, like all the colors, just in a limited version of that. And these are colors that have more depth to them, which allows them to scale much better. You know, they're not as saturated. They don't look quite as bright to the eye right off the bat. And that's really a good thing as these colors start getting bigger and bigger with the surface area for an exterior. So definitely looking at the historic collection, but also other Benjamin Moore collections that are smaller are going to be the Affinity Collection. Another one that has great depth of color, scales really well for exteriors. And another one similar to both of those is the Colonial Williamsburg Color Collection. And that I would describe still as a historic collection because these are colors that are taken from historic Colonial Williamsburg. But these are potentially a little bit more saturated than Benjamin Moore's original historic collection. And you would say it's worth doing that. Like, let's say people have the Benjamin Moore Color Portfolio app on their phone and they've Mm -hmm. got access to all the colors. Why would I go to a smaller group? We're making the case that a smaller collection is just going to help you collect your thoughts and narrow your focus better than having all kinds of options. It seems maybe counterintuitive, But actually, less options are going to help you get moving quicker. Exactly. And then after you have a direction, because you've, you know, focused in on a specific color family, like let's say blue, you really like the historic blues. Now, as you start tweaking a little bit and decide on exactly what kind of blue you want, you might expand back into a larger collection to find that perfect color. But starting with a smaller collection is going to help focus you. All right. So I like that. So you're starting to narrow it down. You're not getting samples until you've really narrowed it down. Right. What we don't want you to do is to go buy five or eight samples of this blue, five or eight samples of this gray. Totally overwhelming. Yeah, it's going to be overwhelming. So you got to keep narrowing it. What are other things that you can do? I know you've always mentioned that the roof is such a big deal with helping us get our colors figured out and where we should go. Yeah. This is a really easy way to narrow your color options down very quickly. Considering the roof color is going to help you determine the value of the color of the home, so how light or dark you should go. And you do that by looking at the roof color and making that the darkest color on the house, essentially. So you really don't ever want to go darker than the roof color for the body of the home. And there's a reason for that. Darker colors recede in our vision, while lighter colors come forward in our vision. And really, when we're looking at the exterior of a house, the thing that we want to jump out is the house itself, not the roof color. So by making the house color lighter than the roof color, we're making the house come forward in our vision. Now, if you have a spectacular roof... (laughs) Yes, maybe it's like a really nice tiled roof, you know? Oh, yeah. If it's amazing, if it's spectacular... Then you want the house to recede and the roof (laughs) to just jump out at people. But in most situations, what Haley said originally is probably what you want to do. The roof 
is going to be the darker of the colors. Exactly. So then the other thing to look at with the roof is the temperature of that color. So a lot of times roofs are either going to be a warm color, like a brown, a taupe with some orange undertones going on, a beige even. But typically, you know, you've got those warm colors or you've got a gray, which I would consider a cool color. And you can narrow down your house color by deciding to stay within one of those two families. So if you have a warm roof color, you can look at warm colors for the body of the house as well. And that helps everything look cohesive. But again, it doesn't draw attention to the roof. Now, once you've got your colors narrowed down, you probably still don't have the exact colors picked, but at least you're on the right track. You know, all the things Haley's talked about, you've narrowed it down to a few choices. Now's the time to get those color samples in. Haley, just talk about what that would look like, how you'd recommend them do that in order to get down to exactly the colors they want to use. So I wouldn't ever sample more than three colors at a time. And when you're picking those color samples, it's nice if you've got, you know, like we talked about, your direction. So, okay, let's say it's a blue. And now picking a color that's maybe slightly lighter than one of the blues and slightly darker than one of the blues or has a slightly different undertone. But you're working within a very specific vision at that point. And now sampling on the house is where you have to go. And this is where some people have misinformation. I think we have an idea now that you can paint a poster board and hold it up outside and that's going to give you the color that you're looking at for the house. Really, painting directly on the house is going to be the best way to get an accurate vision of that color. The texture of your siding is actually going to play into the way that color appears to your eyes. And also, make that color sample as large as possible with the amount of paint that you have. Because the larger you go, you're going to get a better idea of how much light is going to be reflected and how light that color is going to look. Now you're going to want to be careful around the edges, you know, because you're going to need to probably in a lot of instances put a couple coats down. Right. And you don't want to tape off generally a square, Yes. paint two coats, three coats of paint onto that and then pull that tape off because you're going to have a lot of sanding mm-hmm. to do to get all those you know, those edges smoothed out. So try to be careful around the edges, feather it out as you go, and you shouldn't have a big problem covering it over later. Yeah, exactly. I would recommend against taping a square off. (laughs) Perfect. So you can get those color samples. Benjamin Moore has half pints now, right? Super tiny little samples. $6.99 still cover a good deal of space to give you a good vision of what you're looking at. Right. If you want to really go crazy, we've got five gallon buckets. (laughs) Do the whole house. Just get a feel. (laughs) Just do one whole side of the house. (laughs) I'm not sure we like it. Let's do a different color. No, we don't recommend that. Do the sample pints. Yes. Once you've narrowed it down to a handful of choices, the whole thing gets a lot easier. Now, Let's take a break, and when we come back, let's apply everything we just talked about to some specific situations and see how that shakes out. That's all just ahead. Stay tuned. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 106.9 FM. Well, Haley, last segment, we talked about some basic rules of thumb, color rules of thumb when you're picking colors for the exterior of your home. Right. And I got a feeling that there's a good group of people who are nodding in agreement. You know, maybe they've got the the lighter over their head, or I guess nowadays we they light up their phone phone and hold their phone. But yeah, yeah. You've got you've got a bunch of people who are just right right in line with what you're saying. And then (laughs) you've got another group who are freaked out. 
because as you talked about some of the things that you got to remember, how colors look lighter outside by three or four gradations on the color chip than what you're thinking it's going to. And a lot of different things you talked about. It can be intimidating, extremely intimidating. And we mentioned it in the last segment, but I want to highlight it a little more thoroughly here. You definitely want to go to somebody, go to some stores, right. any Rep Collider Port City Paints, go to a place where you can talk to somebody who's knowledgeable about color. And we can help you with that. And we also have color consultants available at any of the locations you can talk to somebody in store about color right, co- consulting. Exactly. But we do have a number of stores that have consultants who will go to your home. And, and do kind an of- on-site color consultation, which just gives them all of the information, right? A picture can only tell us so much. They're only so accurate when it comes to color. So it's not the best way to get, you know, the best help. We can come out to your house or they can come out to your house and actually spend an hour and a half with you and really get you going in the right direction. Um, not all of our stores have color consultants that can do that, but I'll list them off real quick. So the 17th Street store in Holland has color consultants that can go on site with you. Jenison location, our Fulton Street store in Grand Rapids, our Plainfield Avenue store in Grand Rapids. They all have color consultants that can come out to your home, and that's an $80 fee. Right. And those stores do crisscross area-wise. So we can, you know, if you're in Holland, you don't have to go to the 17th Street store. You can actually even stop in at the Lakewood store, tell them what you're looking for, and they can over the phone, make the connections, get you connected to the right people and get people out there. So however that works, that is something to consider. It will help you get where you want to go. And that is for residential work, but also commercial anything, really. Right. And a commercial space, too, is even, well, not more important, but it's even more stressful, potentially, because now you're really branding a space and if you're in, you know, a downtown strip, you've got neighbors to consider. There's a lot of um, decisions that really need to be considered with that color choice. Well, yeah. And as we said last segment, that's really intimidating. So by all means, reach out. We're here to help. We'll put a link in the show notes to all the different stores that have color consultants. But as I said, call any Repcolite. Tell them what you're looking for. We'll make the connections for you and get somebody out to your house if that's what's going to work best for you. All right. Absolutely. So we talked about the colors and choosing colors and all of that. Now we're going to get specific and apply some of the things that you talked about to key areas of the home. And I guess let's just start. Let's start with the foundation. Doesn't that make sense? Yes. Let's build on that foundation. Yeah. So <laughs> tell me what you're thinking here. How do you pick colors for this? This is where people get stuck. And sometimes, you know, you're repainting the foundation after the house has already been painted for years. You know, maybe this is the first time you're painting your foundation. So you don't have a previous color that you've even picked out before. This is a fresh project for you. Um, one of the things to consider, kind of like we did for the body of the house when we were talking about looking at the roof color, again, is looking at those colors that already exist. So looking at the roof color, if you've got that gray roof that we talked about previously, and it's a dark gray roof, a really easy option for your foundation then is to do a gray. So you're kind of staying within that same family, but doing a lighter gray than you have on the roof. So the roof should always still be the very darkest color in your color scheme, That house should be lighter, but the foundation should actually be darker than the house. So if you've got the darkest color, it's the roof. The second darkest color is the foundation. 
the lightest color is the house. What about my trim? Are we going to get to that? We won't get to trim today. What would we do with trim? Let's let's get to the trim. We just got there. We're getting there there. right now. (laughs) (laughs) The trim of the house can really go either direction. Um, It shouldn't still be darker than the roof color, but it could be darker than the body of the house or it could be lighter than the body of the house, right? Um, Normally, I think people have the idea of white trim on the house. And for that, you've got to be really careful, like we talked about in the last segment, Picking that white can be tricky because you've still got to choose a color that has slightly more color in it than you would think for a bright right. white. Not just straight white off exactly. the shelf. You've got to go to something that leans in a certain direction. You want to make sure that that direction works with the other colors that you've got. Right. Which is why you talk to people who know will definitely help you. So trim could go either way. Yes. All right. Garage doors. What do we do with those? So a garage door, this is again where people get stuck. I think the biggest question I get is, should the garage door be the same color as my front door? I think people connect all the doors in their heads and they Mm -hmm. think they've all got to be consistent. And that's We like that color scheme. Once I realize the doors are blue, that's how I gain access to places. So I just have to (laughs) find that color and I'll work my way in. Yes, now it's But you're saying we don't need Yeah, it's a device. Yeah. We don't need to do it that way. Garage doors don't have to mimic the front door color. No, especially, you know, because some people really like a bold color on the front door. And that's great. A front door is a small area Mm -hmm. and it's at the front of the home and it can really, you know, be small enough where you can go with a, you know, red or a goldenrod color or like a Tiffany blue. And that just acts as this really nice center focus like the cherry on top of the sunday right 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 but if you make the garage door that it's like the whole sunday was a cherry exactly and nobody likes that no no we don't really... want just a cherry right unless you really <laughs> love cherries but then you wouldn't be getting a sunday exactly you want the ice cream yeah you've got the a tiny balance little out. cherry right yeah. so what would you do so in that situation, I would really start looking at other colors that you've already got in your color scheme, whether that's the body of the house, the foundation of the house, the trim color on the house, and pulling from those colors. So if we're looking at the trim color, I think that's most often what people end up doing on the garage door. You've got white trim. The garage door is now white. If we're looking at the foundation color, maybe you've got a medium gray on the foundation that would still work as the garage door color as well. All right. Definitely probably want to sample some colors here. I would think that's going to be a good step. Well, exactly. And this is another place where it's almost overlooked and it has to do with curb appeal. So this is something that really you should give a lot of attention to still, even though it's just the garage door. Like it's still at the front of your house, most likely. Yeah. Oh, and like you said earlier, it's a big area. So you want to get that color right. All right. Front doors. We've been kind of bouncing around that. Let's talk about that specifically. Yes, specifically front doors. Again, I think a bold accent color here can be really nice. It gives some interest to the house. And if you're looking for a bolder color, I guess I kind of want to steer you back into that historic color collection. We talked about how those colors are more muted, but they still have colors that are reds and blues and greens and yellows. You can get nice, bold accent colors that still have some depth to them. They look more sophisticated and they're just an easier color to rest your eyes onto. They can kind of soak in a little bit rather than a super, super bright red or yellow where you're almost just like bouncing off the house. Right. And I think that part of the conversation that we had earlier, the very first point we made 
in the last segment was that the color can look so much lighter outside. The, right. the light bouncing off of it is such extreme light. You know, yes. it's the sun. That plays out with these door colors, too. You can get a, like you said, a more muted red. Mm-hmm. But when it's put on the door and you're seeing it, not in comparison to other bright reds on color chips, right. you just see it on the door against your house, it's going to look quite bright yet. Exactly. It's definitely going to have the color. You don't, you don't have to worry that you're going to lose out on this bold color. You'll still get it, but you'll get a product that will look a little easy. You know, like you said, it's easier on the eyes, but it also will cover and hide a little better. Yes, and it'll last longer, too. I mean, that's the other thing with these really overly saturated colors is that they typically have synthetic colorants in them to get that super bright color, and those don't have the same life as some of these nice oxide colorants do. And that's something that we usually try to warn you of when you're in the store. We've got a little flag on our computer that comes up that says, hey, this isn't the best color for exterior because it's going to have premature fade. So if we have that conversation with you, that's why we're saying that. Yeah, it's just a little flag on the computer, though. So maybe we should invest in having people with flags. Just waving them whenever you get near a section of the the color display that might be a color that's too bright. I think that should be your job. I think you'd be a great flag person. Oh, man. If we could work cartwheels into that, I'm in. (laughs) Not great at cartwheels, but everybody laughs when they see me try. You know, bring a flag into that mix. I get somebody's attention. That's golden. All right. How about, let's see here. I'm trying to think of other outdoor areas. The only thing left I've got that I'm going to throw your way is the front porch. All right. What about so, that? Yeah. No, wait, wait, wait. Pause. I do have another thing. Front doors you mentioned. What about service doors? Same color? Yeah, I think typically because we're still looking at the same scale of color, they can be the same as the front door. Okay. Just wanted to make sure we got Haley's stamp of approval on but, that. Oh, boy. I'm going to retract a little bit because if you did go with like a a bright red front door, you might not necessarily want to draw the same attention to the side of your house. That's what I was wondering. Yeah. Because I don't know that that plays as well. If you have a muted front door color that's kind of just working in a monochromatic way with the body color of your house, and it's already not a super attention drawing or attention grabbing color, that if still works. If it's the Haley of oh, the wow. team. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I can't spin that positively. No. Nope. No. If it's ego grabbing. <laughs> Then let it be its own thing. Yes, exactly. Okay. Front porch. Front porch. So this is a little bit tricky, too, because um, orientation of color actually affects the way it looks to us as well. So like we talked about the exterior, it's a large surface area getting a lot of light. So it looks two, three shades lighter on that exterior than it does inside. The porch color, even though it's undercover most likely, will still look two to three shades lighter because of the orientation. Uh, anytime we're choosing... So are we talking a... porch floor? Yeah. Okay, okay. Now I'm tracking with you. All right. Anytime we're doing any floor, whether it's a porch, a patio, you know, floor inside even, those colors always look two shades lighter at least than the color chip that we're looking at on a you know, typical wall angle. As soon as it's facing upwards like that, all of the natural light from above that color is coming down and being reflected. It makes it look lighter. So So we have to compensate again. Porch ceiling, opposite effect. Yes, exactly. Anytime you're looking at a ceiling color, um, especially a porch color, you've got to compensate for that shadow now because now we're in an orientation where all of that shadow is present on the color uh, you're not getting the light shooting up, right? The light's shooting down, so you're not getting as much natural light to that color. It's going to look darker and grayer on the ceiling than it would just on the color chip. 
Yes, there are a lot of things. Haley just dished a lot of dirt for everybody to pick up and yes. try to work with. <laughs> and we know that that's not easy to do on a Saturday morning. That's not what many people want to do. We gathered some of it, gleaned some information, but we probably missed some stuff. And that's why we have show notes. And that's why we record the episodes. Yes. So you can go back and revisit them and then share them with your children and your grandchildren and the children that are yet to be. <laughs> The show should live eternally in that regard. So definitely check that out. You can find it online at repcolite.com. Really, all of that just underscores the whole point of talking to people who understand color. Sampling colors. Sampling colors and all of that. We've got color consultants in our stores, as we mentioned. And we also work with tons of interior and exterior designers. Yes. They will help you with all of those things and really just reach out to any of our stores, email us at radio at repcolite.com. Tell us you're looking for a designer in your area, and we can help get you some names and maybe get you connected with some people who will make your next project absolutely flawless. All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking about hypocrites, Haley. Mm. I'm a hypocrite, (laughs) and I'm going to explain all of that and... To take the the edge off of that, I'm going to give away some gift certificates. There we go. At the end. So hang around for that. A lot coming up. Stay tuned. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. And we're back. And Haley, we have a lot to cover in this little short segment. I've got to explain why I'm a hypocrite. And that's going to take quite a bit of time. (laughs) That is. We're going to need bonus minutes to make that work. No, I can make that happen. I'm going to go fast. We're also going to give away some gift certificates. And I said plural because what we're going to do is give away one gift certificate to a winner who emails us during during this segment. So radio at repcolite.com. You've got to email us. But wait, We want you to send us your name and address so we can mail you a gift certificate, a $50 RepcoLite gift certificate. But also, on your same email, we want you to put a friend's name and address, mailing address, so we can also send them a gift certificate to RepcoLite from you. So both of you will get a $50 gift certificate. And you're going to look like a hero. You're going to look like a hero. So if you've got a friend who's talking about doing some work around the house and you want to be a hero and win them 50 bucks to Repcolite, as well as win yourself 50 bucks, email us at radio at Repcolite.com. You've got till 10 o'clock this morning, and then after 10, I'll draw a winner. But make sure that we get your name and address and your friend's name and address. Make sure... That that address is not the same address, because <laughs> we're going to clue into that really quickly. All right. That's that. Now let's get to why I'm a hypocrite. And hmm, Where do you want to start, Dan? I don't know. I guess I want to start with this. I go on and on on the show and talk about all these things that people should do. Mm-hmm. I just go on and on. It's what I do. (laughs) I mean, that is kind of the show. It is. And I've got all these great suggestions and all these great maintenance things. And make sure you're doing this. Very helpful. And I'm sure everybody at home is thinking, my gosh, that guy, he is on the ball. His home is immaculate. It must be a mansion. So well maintained. Right. Everything in its place and a place for everything. And yeah, no, it's not the case. Turns out, 
how do we even tell this story? You had. I think this is what's think, really yeah, funny about it. It came up because of the air conditioner stuff. Haley's air conditioner isn't working, wasn't working a week or so ago. And she had somebody coming out to, to look at it. And I said, well, did you do this? Did you change your air filter? Yeah, you, this whole list for me. Well, yeah. we've talked about this on the show. You should have, you know, make sure that you change the air filter for the furnace and make sure you go outside and clean out the compressor out there. Get all the derbis that's built out or <laughs> <laughs> the, the debris. <laughs> Once we get the derbis out. see the word in my head. <laughs> I know. I know. I know what you're doing. Yeah. The fins on that condenser yes. unit. I told you to clean those out because you it had needs airflow. Information. I even asked, well, how do I do that? Oh, and yeah. you explained exactly how you would do it on yours. I did exactly how I would uh-huh. do it on mine. It's not something that I do on uh-huh. a regular basis, even though I recommend it. <laughs> and I really don't know why. That's another segment for another day. But in fact, in this particular instance, my air conditioner quit working. And guess what a big part of the problem was? Yeah. I hadn't changed the air filter, and I had all kinds of derbis <laughs> all over those fins. So I had to take care of that problem. Don't be a Dan. Take care of those things. If you're going to rinse off those fins on that outside condenser unit, make sure that you disconnect it from the power supply. I've got a little plug connector right in a power box right outside by the unit. And open that up, pull that out. That will get it off if you have to go inside and shut down the breaker. Whatever you've got to do, make sure that the power supply is off before you start rinsing it. But then go ahead and rinse it. Now, ideally, you'd rinse it from the inside out. Right. But you can just spray it out from the outside as well. And that would still be better than what I had done, which was and nothing. It's really good advice, too, because as really soon as I advice. did all those things, all of a sudden now it's pumping out more air. My yeah. house is colder. Yep. You know what you're talking about. I do. Just got to do it. <laughs> Another thing I did wrong is last week, Saturday, I'm cleaning in the basement, making the children help me, organizing stuff, hauling things to the thrift stores and getting rid of it. And I decided, Which is good. I mean, we've talked about oh, yeah. that on the show. So that You're part doing I'm doing that. good. Yeah. But then I start loading things into my crawl space, my least favorite area of the house. And I notice as I'm just leaving that space mm-hmm. that there's a whole bunch of moisture mm-hmm. on the floor, on the mm-hmm. little carpet pads that the previous owner had left there. And I start digging into it. And oh, yes, all kinds of mold, all kinds of gross, Ugh. gross to the limits. Yeah. And you know what caused that? My downspouts were plugged. <laughs> Another thing we talked about just a couple of weeks ago, clean out yeah. those downspouts. Yeah, I get the ego blower. I love using that because it cleans out the gutters, and you did so clean out the gutters. I did. Just... I cleaned out the main gutter, but I never got to the downspout, and of course, it bit me in the bottom. Don't be a Dan. Take care of these things around your home. I know what I'm talking about. I just have to actually do it. Yeah. Anyway, I'm key. a hypocrite. We've all been there, but I... I don't know. I think I seem to live and spend more time there than some. I don't know. And we talk about a lot of things on the show. We do. Cut and, yourself some slack. Well, you you should see the list of things I haven't <laughs> done yet. Anyway, that's all the time we've got. Make sure you get those emails to us. Radio at RepcoLite.com. Your address. A friend's address. Who knows who wins? We'll let you know in a little bit. If you want to catch this one again, you can find it online at RepcoLite.com. Whatever you do today, make sure paint's a part of it. The RepcoLite and Port City Paint Stores are open until 3, waiting to help. I'm Dan Hansen. And I'm Haley Johnson. Thanks for listening.